Welcome to A Champion's Mind with your host, Mario Aroyave. Some say the sky's the limit. It isn't. The limit is in your mind. You believe that or else you would not be listening to this podcast. You believe that you could do more. You believe that you can perform at a higher level than you currently are. You are absolutely right. Thanks for being open-minded and allowing this podcast to help you develop a champion's mind. In this podcast, we'll discuss and hear about some mental strategies we can implement to help you achieve your utmost performance. If you feel like you're not performing at your true potential, this podcast will look to give you the keys that can open that lock. What advice would you give to somebody who's just looking to, okay, I, I think, you know, I think this is something that I might want to try out. What would you say to them? Well, I would, I would some like in-race advice and probably um, out-of-race. So I'll start with the in-race advice. You know, in the past, you know, when you see a gap or there's something that has to happen, you know, you might second-guess yourself or, oh, I'm not strong enough to make that bridge. You know, well, this this year, you know, I've never – there's never been a moment in my mind where I go, I'm not going to make this bridge up to this group or something. What I've been doing is – visualizing myself in the move by being in it, by making myself go to it. It's something really weird where you just shut off your brain and make sure you're, you get there. Now, if you, if you can't get there, it's not like a, it's not like a loss or anything of not making it because you, you know, physically you're just, you know, you can't make it if you can't sometimes, but in your mind, you know you're going to get there, so you shut off your mind. You just make it happen. And I've never, I've never failed this year when I've had those small moments in races where that has let me down, where I've physically have not been able to. I have been able to physically and mentally make things happen that I want to occur. And I think, I think off the bike, stay positive. There's, there's nothing. Stay positive. You know, don't don't be cocky, but stay confident in yourself and your ability and what you have and and focus, uh, 100% focus. Do not deter from your goal. Do not question your goals. Do not let anyone inhibit your goals. Let people help you achieve your goal. You know, don't shut people out. Make things occur that you want to occur. The simple way that I like to think about it is, you're going to you're going to find what you're looking for. If you're staying positive and you're looking for positive things, then you're you're going to stumble upon those things or no, stumble's not a good word. Let me take that out. You're not going to stumble upon them. You're going to be intentional on making those things happen versus if you're negative, then you may very well make those things happen. And it may be unintentional that you make them happen, but you know, lo and behold to you, the way you're carrying yourself and the way that you begin acting, you're actually kind of forging yourself a path towards those negative things happening. And so if we have a choice as to, you know, and, and we do every day we have a choice, we, we have a choice to go, okay, I'm going to stay positive today and I'm going to, you know, start kind of making the, these things happen and I'm going to forge this path over here this way, or I'm just going to be negative all day and I'm going to forge a path going that way. I mean, which one would you choose? And most people would say, man, that, that's a no-brainer. I would go positive all day long. The problem is is that we get these moments where we get to that fork in the road, and some of us 
we've been doing it for so long that we 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 do the negative thing and we don't even realize that we're doing it it's just become part of kind of our kind of our dna i like to say um you know in terms of our mindset it does for some of us for a lot of us it it takes a reprogramming of our minds to be able to go wait a minute you know i'm typically a negative guy over here i need to start doing more positive things and it all starts when You've got somebody like a Brett Crosby or or you read something or you watch something and all of a sudden you kind of you're sitting on the couch or wherever you're at and you go, you know what, I'm actually I actually don't have it all together like I think I do. And you begin to question, you know, you just begin picking your, your, your life apart. You begin picking picking the way you look at things and you begin to go, OK, this can be improved. Look, this has got to be changed over here. This has got to be changed like you have done. And then all of a sudden you kind of, you put, you put yourself back together, right? And you're just, you're, you're different. And like you said, I think physically you're not different. I mean, physically you're not, but because you've been able to piece back the mind and the mind looks different than it does. Now, all of a sudden we're putting that new mind with the same body and it's like, boom, now, now we're off to the races for lack of a better term. And now all of a sudden we're, we're better than we've ever been. And so physically, physically um, a little better, but yeah, more mental. Physically, yeah, okay. You're, yeah, because they been, go hand been, in hand. So, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. And I, and I will say, yes, he's been, he's been training really hard. Uh, he's been riding a lot uh, with a teammate of mine up near Dallas named Matt Stevens, and so he has. He's been riding physically. He's probably better. But I agree with you. I think that you know because your mindset's better, you're able to push your body harder. Oh yeah, you, you know? when you ride with Matt Stevens and you're doing intervals after 100 miles, it's fun. It gets, yeah. it gets pretty cool. It's a cool. It's a cool feeling when you roll up to your home with over 140 miles on the bike and you know you've done you know, a bunch of intervals and you feel good and you're just like, all right, eat a bunch of food and take a nap and feel good. There you go. Great. I heard I heard that story and uh, I wasn't envious that uh, that I was at work that day and couldn't join you guys, but uh, it sounded yeah that was uh, that was a great ride from uh, from what I heard from We're done from Mr. Stevens. So. I want you to take me to a race that didn't go well this year. And so this season, just a race where you came in and you had aspirations and you had the mindset ready and you were positive and, and, and you did all of those things, but just for some reason, it, it just didn't turn out the way that you would have liked. So can you tell us what one of those was and, and just kind of walk us through that a little bit? And maybe go back a couple of years because there's a, there's a really good, uh, okay. really good one. I think uh, uh, or thirteen. I did Joe Martin's. We had pretty good aspirations there, and it's a race I've always done well at. But there was a there was a moment in the race where we did everything possible to bring it back. I, I was dropped in the race, the road race, pulled over to the side of the road, sat just unclipped, sat on my top tube and listened to the birds and the stream that went by and just, to be honest with you, cried. I spent so many years training at the highest level and to get to that point in a race and not being able to do my job and just be utterly destroyed through me, through the ringer. I mean, it just, it hammered me so hard that I wanted to quit. Right there. Like, I wanted to be done with the sport. I wanted, yeah. I wanted to be done. I put too much time, and I just was not where I was at. I wanted to be done. It was interesting, you know, having a conversation with the director and stuff. Just, I just wanted to be done. 
But there's a positive. So the the next year and Joe Martin, you know, that, that we sat down after the negative occurred. We sat down, my supporters, my directors, and we kind of figured out, you know, what's the next path for me? You know, do I want to continue racing or whatnot? And, you know, after a week or so, I'm like, well, no, I want, I want to race. I want to race again. Uh, so that year, I put an emphasis on that race, a huge emphasis on being fit, you know, and mentally prepared. The next year in that race, uh, it was a it was a field sprint for the win, and our I was just able to race my bike. I was able to pull, you know, the group back. There was a split off the front. I was able to pull it back, and going into the final, the final few miles, I was still there. And I had the confidence. It was it was a cool feeling to know that I was there because I was focused on being there. I was dropped the year before. Same race, exact same people, everything. But this time I'm going for the win. And you know I ended up fourth in the sprint in that uh, that race or fourth fourth overall on the, the stage. And to go from fourth, you know, sprinting for a win, it was just. 15 feet up, you know, was the winner. And the year before, I was on the side of the road, tears down my face, listening to a stream. You know, going by was just an unbelievable feeling. I think that was a that was a good spark for me. That's a great illustration of just what a what a difference in in a mindset can do. You know, your preparation physically for for both races, for both, you know, both years of the of that stage race may have been eerily similar, uh, yeah. maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit more preparation maybe for the 2014 campaign because you had experienced some failure in 2013 and wanted to make sure that that didn't happen. Right. But as we've kind of talked about earlier, you know, the question still has to be put out there. Were you able to train harder for the 2014 race than you did for the 2013 one because of the fact that mentally you were just, I mean, you were kind of on another level and you had raised your game up mentally a little bit to be able to put yourself through more rigorous training to make sure that you were physically ready for the race. And then obviously coming down to it, you trusted in your training and had that confidence going into that finish. You know, you were able to pull a result out of that. I, I really appreciate it. This has been uh, this has been a lot of fun, and so just an interview with you know uh, with a, a bike racer here that is just showing us that uh, that if we can just do some things right mentally, that we can really take our bodies. Uh, I, I'm expecting to see some more great things from Michael here coming up. He's got some he's got some big races coming up. And so, is there anywhere where and now I'm going to preface this. He's not a big social media guy, but I'm going to put him on the spot. Is there anywhere that we can go to find you to kind of keep up with you a little bit? Facebook, I guess. Michael Walla at Facebook. I'm not yeah a big social media guy. I have a cool website. You can find me on Instagram if you would like at cxisstupid.com. Uh, that doesn't mean CX is stupid. I really love cyclocross, but I mean, it's not, you know, road racing. I mean, I mean, it's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. It's really fun to watch. Uh, but you can find me there uh, to find some results. I post post some stuff on that. But really, yeah, no, I'm no the Instagram social media is kind of something that uh, I don't do just for the sheer fact that I'm on my bike instead or sleeping. So, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. 
I think maybe he's taking a shot at me there, folks, because okay. I'm a big social media guy, and he's maybe telling me I need to spend more time on my bike. Spend more time it's on possible. the bike. Less, but, less on the phone. <laughs> Lala spelled L-A-L-L-A, by the way, if you want to find him on Facebook. I think it'd be cool to continue to follow him on his journey. Man, Michael, thank you so much for your time. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, Mario. I'll uh, love to throw some shout-outs, some thanks to, yeah, you said Matt Stevens and Brett and uh, – Bicycles Plus Racing this year, uh, Craig, their general manager, has given me some freedoms to race my bike, and he knows what my goals are and helping me accomplish those while in a, a really good environment. So I'd like to thank that. And Threshold Endurance, too, my coach, Jason Short. I'm no longer working with him, but I'm able to uh, pick his brain, which has been immense this year for me. So uh, Awesome. Yeah, I mean it takes uh, it takes a village, right? So you mentioned your wife, and then we got Brett, and we got Matt, and we got Threshold Endurance with uh, Jason Short, and then you've got your Bicycles Plus, right? Oh, no, it's a it's a family. Yeah, it's a family. Even you know you with your uh, your Texas Racing Post articles, which really got me started uh, last year um, with the mental type aspect of training or mental change that has occurred, kind of sparked it also. So there's a lot of things that sparked. The, the mental side of the sport for me um, and then just people just flame that that fire and it, it does uh, it does take a community to help you accomplish your goals for sure all right man hey thanks for your time michael thank you mario thanks for listening to a champion's mind as you continue to implement the content discussed here you'll move closer and closer to performing at your utmost potential Keep challenging yourself and don't settle until you achieve your goals. If you can't wait until the next episode to do some more work on your mental game, head over to utmostperformance.org where you can find some more content to consume. You can also like our Facebook page, Utmost Performance. We sincerely value your support as we continue to partner together to help you perform at your utmost.